the skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons. Welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I don't know why. <laughs> it is spooky season, friends. Thank you for joining us for another tale and adventure and discussion and bullshittery for however long this goes on. Um, I'm joined by my uh, lovely co-hosts, Tyler and Glenn. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Now we both have to talk like that for the rest of the episode. Oh fuck that! <laughs> it's like both um, of us would be like, Dead. yeah, we had we had an idea that I still think we want to do eventually, uh, CMQ Extreme, where we just yell, yeah, just heavy guitar. Hey Tyler, how's it going? Great, I'm doing great, brother. Macho man. I just bought this shirt. I'm gonna rip it. Oh, that's all good. Oh shit! Rat Macho Man, Randy Savage. The brother yeah. thing was right. Yeah, you got that. Oh yeah. So, um, before we, well, I mean, we're gonna go into like how everybody's been doing. Um, but I really want to hear uh, specifically about how Glenn's been doing because you weren't here last week. Why is that? I was, I was uh, you know, just chilling in Barbados. Now is it TwitchCon? <laughs> yeah. Um, G- okay. The only before you get into all the other discussions, did you see Blink One Eighty Two? No, I. Uh, we went to the concert and the beers. Ah. Were, it was fourteen dollars for a beer. We paid sixty dollars to get into a concert where we had to pay fourteen dollars for a drink. So we stayed for Al Ra, and it had been a long okay. day. And my wife said, "I said I paid for this, and it's totally fine. What would you like to do?" And she's like, this is fine, but I don't care about waiting for another band that I don't know to sing Blink-182. Because guess what? Lil Nas X canceled the day before. Right. So nobody got to see him. And that's actually the only person I was really excited to see. Because I saw they were doing like little like interview shows between um, the artists and stuff like that with people that were, you know, content creators and people at Twitch. And um, Tom, like I think Tom, one of the guys from the band, just like busted into the interview and i was like oh my god he has not aged well like i'm sure there are still really cool funky dudes that would still run down a beach naked but like my god oh um mark Hoppus, because tom delong used to be with them that's right tom DeLonge, yeah. yeah tom delong did angels and airwaves yeah, yeah so uh-huh. yeah it was mark and i was just like man no i didn't see them we uh we yeah. opted to you know why no. they didn't age well is because they look the same they're, uh, they they're... look the same but they just have like <laughs> well gullets. yeah no they've got like oh, like old people stuff right yeah. like they've aged normally but the issue is that they're still like they've got the 2003 like spiky like gelled up hair like thin strands of <laughs> hair like they tips. yeah they, they just haven't their style hasn't aged frosted. Yeah, oh. they become immortal, but stuck in the fucking nineties. Yeah, it's like with the it's like with the gif with the, the I can't remember his name. It's like uh, hello, fellow kids, and he's holding a skateboard and walking like a high school uh, mm. hallway. Mm. I, I know who you're talking about too. Uh, what is that? Uh, that's exactly what Blink One Eighty Two is. You see. 
But uh, tell us about the other parts of TwitchCon. Like, how was TwitchCon uh, how was, was awesome. Um, yeah. I've been to a lot of cons before. I haven't been one recently. Usually it was Comic Cons and like you know LA Comic Con and you know Long Beach and stuff like that. But uh, found out they're they're launching an, uh, a con a TwitchCon in EU um, in Amsterdam next year. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, and they announced that they are keeping the con in uh, San Diego for the next three years, which nice. is cool to know just because we'll know where it's at um the convention center was amazing i got to see a lot of professional gaming got to make some connections with some people in the tabletop world uh i didn't really like promote myself super hard i was mostly there to just kind of because i know that like 60 to 70 percent of the people that are there are just community members wanting to meet twitch personalities so most of the people there are there to watch people and so i wanted to like connect with what the community was like um as people um, and just kind of see what they were like. So that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Got to try out the new Magic the Gathering set. Got some cool swag. Pretty much everywhere I went since I was an affiliate. Um, yeah, like I got nice. a Twitch. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I connected with a few people. Like I did. I tried to kind of like just be there um, and not be like constantly being like, hey, look, it's my name. I'm Razith. Follow me. Razith, 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 Razith. I didn't want, you know, because most people were going to be doing that. Um, so I liked, there was a few people I saw like Meg Turney, if you're familiar with who she is. Mm-hmm. She works for Rooster Teeth. Um, she's a pretty cool personality cosplayer. Um, and there was a couple other people that I recognized, other people that I did not recognize who treated everyone like trash because they were obviously better than me um yeah, obviously and why aren't you a like, partner yet i don't know just, right just it's become one of those things where yeah i i was like all right cool you know what <laughs> i i saw enough of that i was just like okay if i ever hit partner um i'm going to make sure that i try and keep myself humble because a few of the people that i did see that were personalities were very kind to anyone that came up to them and took pictures with them and interacted with them in a very personable way not just like a hey cool let's take a photo okay cool i gotta go but you know but question for you mm-hmm. is there some kind of cast system for between people who just started affiliates and partners do you yes, think yes absolutely 100 oh, yeah, um, yeah they, you get treated they, differently you get different swag you get access to different things because there's like a partner party there's an if i don't know if there's an affiliate oh, party did you hear about the partner party holy I, crap yeah no i yeah i didn't want to bring that up just yet because that's fucking Wait, is that scary. what involved the the open beers the, open beers sitting on a yeah. table yeah that was the partner party yeah oh that was God. the partner party it was so, a bad miscalculation by that. so just to be just be very clear about what happened it was the uh from what i understand it was the venue that organized mm-hmm. it that way and not specifically twitch yes. twitch just twitch. fronted the money mm-hmm. and then the venue is like we think this will be a good idea to have this table out with all these different kinds of beers already served and just out in the open that anybody just can tamper cups. with and give it to people <sighs> it's twitch i think it was um <sighs> two beers or one beer that partners got for free and then they paid for yeah. the rest after so i so so twitch fronted up the money but the venue itself that wasn't close to the place but they yeah that's what they did they decided that that was the best thing well and i've heard too that yeah there was a couple people that ended up actually yeah getting sent to the hospital because of problems but um they also didn't they doesn't seem like they're really listening to the partners as much like they're like we just want to part like a place with music where we can hang out with our friends and enjoy a few drinks and apparently every year it's like a loud venue where there's just lots of very loud music and you know yeah i don't know i did see a thing though recently that got released that got announced where it's basically effectively edible tide pods but they're alcohol inside so i was like that would be actually kind of awesome because there's no way you can mess with that for the most part like a lot easier to kind of make sure that oh stays i get what safe. you mean like to tamper because it's okay. sealed yeah, yeah okay. like you can't just be like hey, i'm gonna put some stuff i don't even know what that looks like because i'm not a shitty person right. but you know 
but yeah, so um, yeah, Twitch was good overall. Um, TwitchCon was fun. The the venue was very great. Um, lots of space. Um, a lot of really cool things. I found a lot of interesting people that I'm gonna try and partner with uh, through my streams. I'm gonna start doing like a monthly um, like a uh, monthly awareness like collaboration monthly. with okay. different things like best friends it's a no kill shelter hill in la right up to to write love on her arms which has always been uh their their like suicide awareness and self-care um they've always partnered with musicians but they're getting into the gaming scene um there's another one that's like promoting you know uh ptsd care of veterans post service and stuff like that um other ones that you know there was a human crane that i got to do where i reached down and i could have won you know a, an rtx 2070 graphics card but i won uh like an mtg playmat so like you know it was a lot of fun um a lot of people to connect with a lot of ways to help you grow it was very evident that most of the stuff they had there was geared towards helping twitch streamers grow and you know because they succeed if we succeed then they succeed because they're just going to make crap tons more money um so for the most part everyone was really cool some of the partners were a little diva-ish but i don't know what it's like to live in a world where i've got you know fifty thousand subscribers so i can't judge too hard so yeah and made you know goals i got some goals for next year like where i'd like to be and all that stuff but yeah it was it's really inspiring great. yeah i miss like you my guys first time at, yeah my first time at garden con was very inspiring we missed you too yeah huh. or at least i did yeah 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 <laughs> totally um, yeah. Uh, like the only other my only other issue the, the only other issue that i had with twitchcon this year was uh that panel they did about uh consistency in enforcing like rules and bans oh i was there um did you watch it? I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, uh-huh. I feel I feel like I watched enough to get an idea of like, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> Twitch is in over their head, or they don't yeah. care. It's it's one of those things where I feel like there's hoops to jump through that we don't see and they can't legally talk about you know like like when they they brought up the idea of you know like i had no idea that when you got banned you could still view you just can't chat and you can still follow i thought that when you got banned you can't chat if you try to even if you view sure you can stay a follower but when you view the stream it's just a black screen and chat is which is like which is what a lot of people want yeah i yeah and it would be i feel like that's a pretty simple fix i'm not even talking about ip bans if somebody wants to make 18 accounts and follow me great that's more followers and you know uh, more viewers and you're still watching me but you can't actually see me so i understand especially for you know female streamers who are being harassed by people yeah. in very sometimes very un- inappropriate sexual ways and and th- those people are just allowed to consistently make new accounts and come back in immediately and then continue the harassment that's you know i don't think it's that they don't care because they did state in that um meeting that they are bringing on new people because it's become such a problem to work on that specifically it's just going to take a while for them to implement that within their current terms of service right. um so i mean yeah, I so if, yeah if you've ever seen like a female streamer uh with a uh weird aspect ratio on her camera it's because mm-hmm. she uh, they have to they have to do that so that they don't get clips of them getting up when they get up and walk away because people will sit there and clip the moment that they get up and walk away to clip their ass or whatever the moment they see some sort of like hint of cleavage so that's why there are a lot of that's why there are a lot of uh, uh, women streamers who have like weird aspect ratios to block off like to only show them when they're sitting down and to not Uh show anything when they get up and walk away that's just super unfortunate that they have that that. uh, the issue like the technology is not uh, like okay great I understand that growing company grew way too big they don't have the resources Mm -hmm. or they don't know their head they have the resources but they don't know how to make use of it the issue is the consistency in their uh streamer banning policies which he kind of talked about but then he only briefly like mentioned he's like yeah we look at context all right so what's the context between banning somebody who broke a keyboard on stream and not banning somebody who threw a cat where the fuck is the like what what the like yeah terms of service need to mean something 
and we we yeah. talked a little bit about that you know like yeah myself. so i'm not going to go into it but like yeah for sure it's just like twitch is like, like twitchcon is great gives people a chance to like an opportunity to do all yeah. this one day maybe i might go but then also the fact that they're doing all of this they made the site different now and they're not doing anything about some of the core issues and mm-hmm. like they're like hold us accountable but and then people do and they don't do anything about it still yeah, no, it's been a problem for a while, and I yeah. and I. But that's the thing is I haven't been close enough to it to see that being right. a problem. Also, I haven't had that experience. I'm not like a like a dude that you know where I'm not Tyler one with all my muscles ripping out. You know, girls aren't like sexually harassing me on my stream. Not you, Tyler. You know, <laughs> I'm Tyler. I mean, which is which is good, not, which is good because I, you're not sexually harassing anybody, and you're not you know yeah. um oh no um okay oh no it's okay all right we're I just got, gonna I have a fix i have a fix all right there we go i got you Whoa. the u.s central Good region save. uh servers have been a little weird uh so okay. i switched this over to the west servers that makes sense because we had that happen on uh, thursday as well right mm-hmm. yeah Okay, good. Yeah, yep. um, yep, I got you. Good save. Good save, Len. <laughs> Len, you're the fucking best. For somebody who always, uh, com- you know, and this is going to be a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I'm very sorry for this. For somebody who I always felt was probably like the most uh, technology uh, not dependent, you, 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 like you're not the kind of guy that like knows those cool nifty tricks on average. Whenever I talk to you about something, and the fact you knew how to do that without any questions <laughs> is fucking amazing, and Thanks. I think you're awesome for that. Thank you. And I, I, I know, like I, I knew I had to set it up bad, but I swear I was going to bring you up. <laughs> no, you're that. That's, you that's knock the them truth. down to bring them up. For the most part, I don't really know what to do normally. <laughs> This is the so, fucking army, Jesus. It was good. It was yeah. good. I, I, I knew the fix, and I appreciate that you appreciate yeah, that. No, good I'm save. learning. I'm learning things. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I'm the Twitch guy on, like, ready to roll and stuff. So, like, if it's Twitch related, yeah, but like, Discord is like still like learning. Anything learning. PC com- Discord related is like, oh, oh no, what do I do? But then Twitch, oh yeah, dude, all you gotta do got is it. just bump up your bitrate, turn on the yeah. CBR from high to like slow, and then you're Gucci. You know, it's like. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. Why would you lower your CBR? Um, so TwitchCon was a good experience for you. Uh, yeah, um, I had a good time. Sarah, Sarah so, really enjoyed it as well. She connected oh, with some you, oh, you awesome people. You're like, yeah, you did mention her. Um, yeah, she because, was there on her Zanira fashion. So Twitch she's, you, you're going to have to correct me here because I could be wrong, but she's a part of Ready to Roll, like the mm-hmm. regular. Yeah. yeah, she's on the oh, uh, yeah. the Sirens, uh, the Cloaked Maidens, Sirens, the Cloaked Maiden stream. Okay, uh, and then um, what what else does she do? I know she does a, runs a fashion blog. She started yes, that up recently she again. she has a fashion blog. Um, she She's been a little inconsistent with it, but that's just because work, it gets hectic. Right. The the days are shorter, so she gets home from work and it's already dark and we can't go take photos. Right. Um, but, okay. like, we try and post at least once a week on hers and using my, my beautiful iPhone, you know, 10 or whatever it is. Um, X10, that's... whatever it is. And, yeah, so she's getting some my nice traction on that. She's getting um, pretty solid. I don't know what to call it. It's an iPhone X, but it's an iPhone 10. Is it Roman numerals or it is a 10? Anyway. They call it the X, I, yeah. The X. I don't know. I'm an Android guy. You yeah. call it whatever you want. Um, it's the okay. new iPhone. The but yeah, yeah, so she has a fashion blog and she uh, she would really like to push into that more um, right. and do lifestyle and, you know, fashion and stuff. But like, that's something that takes a lot of time. So And she got a chance to network at TwitchCon too. So mm-hmm. she met, she also got to have some and fun. And she that's... mostly networked for Ready to Roll, honestly, because we went to that's a awesome. D&D meetup yeah. and she like, she really tried to push in with some people. We met some awesome people um, that are already talking to us about collaborating and bringing in some people. They're like, yeah, we'll drive up from San Diego and come be on your show. And, you know, we'd love to have you come down to our studio and record something with us because a lot of them are content Hell- 
adventurers. Yeah, yeah. So they just want to like meet cool people and feature them on their show so that they can kind of be like, hey, we have these people on our show, but also we get them, you know, blasting right. our brand a little bit. So yeah, and That's we have awesome. a website coming out soon too. Woo! Soon. So That's yeah. awesome. So overall a good trip. Um and before oh, we yeah. move on to Tyler, um one thing uh, because for the audio listeners, um there was one other big change, huge life changing decision <laughs> you made in the past week. Yeah. Uh, the day before TwitchCon, I decided oh, sorry, to just so shave. Oh, sorry, so like last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so if, if you're watching, you see there's a little bit of scruff. That's about six days. I shaved it off right before TwitchCon, the night after we, yeah, yeah, the night before. So, yeah, it, I how shaved the, my whole beard uh, off. How does it feel to have some air flow on your chin? It's nice. Um, like, uh, I felt like I was shearing a sheep, you know, I went uh, and got the whole base layer off and everything. I don't usually use like an actual straight razor. Uh, so, um, yeah, getting it off was, it was a little freeing and it's cause it's been warm-ish in LA, you know, it's kind of dipped it down a little bit, but it's, it's been nice not to have to worry about like beards are a lot to maintain. So like, especially for as long as mine was, yeah. but yeah, it was a little stark. So- I had a lot of how long, coming to my how long do you have yours like, before um, you got it all off? I think that was like four or five months, maybe six months. Okay, like that. Tyler, how long has it been since you've gone clean shaven? That's a very good question. Okay, so uh, but I'd probably I, say I, sometime this year, maybe. Uh, completely clean shaven. Yeah, I feel like I've kept like the mustache or something at one point, but then I would shave everything under. Right. Uh, like one hundred percent shaven. I'd probably say I think I did it once over the course of like maybe the past five years, but ever since then I always had you know uh, some kind of facial hair on my face i think i did it once and i realized never again wasn't it wasn't it once last year when he went bald uh i mean there was that one time uh two halloweens ago where i accidentally uh, put gorilla glue in my eyebrows and i had to shave those off but uh what why i i did go shiny bald uh, i think last year yes well no story please you put gorilla glue in your eyebrows he's kind of avoided halloween (laughs) halloween is welcome to the two and a half hour guys uh (laughs) So picture this. I was on uh, a previous uh, podcast uh, called Play Some Video Games. And uh, everybody was busy that day. So it was just me and the uh, the big dog doing a podcast. And he likes to be uh, festive when it comes to like the podcast stuff, especially since we stream live and all that. Uh-huh. So he dressed up as whatever the fuck he does and uh more importantly i dressed up as waluigi love it now waluigi has you know a lot of trademark things you know he has the the hat the overalls uh the eyebrows and i would like to think the most you know trademark thing besides this upside down l is his mustache mm-hmm. uh the or hair yeah. uh problem is though i was able to you know it, like i was screwed from the start because i had a beard you know putting on the mustache but i was able to work it out but i couldn't like i needed a quick way because this was like half hour before the show i needed to find a quick way to, to keep these eyebrows on because the tape wasn't doing it because i would sweat so i was like you know what i'll just put some gorilla glue i'll put it on top of my eyebrows everything will be fine it'll look cool turns out i accidentally put it right on my eyebrows and so i went to peel off this fucking what do, what do you call that construction paper off the construction paper did not come off i instead went from cool uh spiky eyebrows to little spotches of circle <laughs> eyebrows that were gorilla glued to my eyebrows got that off the glue wouldn't come out and i realized that no amount of washing or not was gonna fix this problem and i had to shave my eyebrows off oh nice. my gosh <laughs> now the good news is i have blonde hair as you can see 
and uh, it's harder for people to see it, especially behind the glasses. So I've been able to keep it under the hush and hush while I was completely shaved because no one would notice until one day I went to a, uh, a dinner with my grandmother and sister and I was like, I'm so glad you guys actually didn't notice because it means no one really would pay attention. And they're like, what? And I was like, my eyebrows are missing. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I take off my glass and they look and like, <laughs> oh shit. No this motherfucker freeze over here. Because if you've <laughs> ever seen any of those like um, uh, photoshopped images of celebrities without eyebrows, some of the freakiest fucking shit I've ever so seen. In my, so weird. They look like aliens. Yeah. So yeah. So, Especially Benedict Cumberbatch. I love the dude. He's a fantastic actor. But him without eyebrows is a scary. Sardo Pumpernickel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just making sure. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun fact, I tried to fix it after I shaved off by putting using a mascara to make lines, but the moment I saw black eyebrows that looked like, you know, I was going to bring dishonor on somebody's family, I said, no way I can get away with this. It was it, yeah. it was impossible. So, Just get them tattooed back on. <laughs> coming back from that tangent, I only ask because it's been, I've gone like, I've trimmed all the way down to like how you have it now, but mm-hmm. I haven't gone clean shaven in years now i can't remember the first time and i do that when i mess up when i'm trimming and shaping and then i go too far in one and i'm like well fuck all right just you know get it all off so i've just started paying somebody to do it so then i don't have to do that ever again um and they, so yeah. they, they know what they're doing i'm sure they know that's what they're doing. probably yeah. really really nice do you use like beard oil do you guys use like beard oil or anything like that <laughs> on occasion yeah depending yeah. if i'm going out like right here this is all natural yeah sweat and tears all lubricate natural. this thing <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Tyler, even, how's your even the curl? How's your week been? Uh it went okay. Yeah, I know you've been oh, riding I, I, uh, passenger, uh, so you've had some time to play some games, and you've got a lot more games than we do this week. But beyond that, uh, I mean, if you think about it, what probably was what happened with that is I played a bunch of different games, but I didn't put as much time into each one. But enough to talk about. Uh, beyond my work life, though, I uh, I decided to make a couple of purchases for myself uh the first one was bought my wife a monitor uh about a month or so ago for her birthday realized it was so nice i bought myself one uh nice. a month later what kind of monitor because uh it is a scepter 27 inch uh curved uh g-sync screen i believe uh, that's a lot of words on 44 that's the fucking dream but they're so expensive 144 hertz yeah Refresh because rate? it's yes. yeah it's better for um fps specifically so um, I'm only like 120. Well, okay, 120 is also like I have 60. I have to play all oh, my games. Maybe at 60. mine is 60. I don't know how to tell that. But yeah, uh, like your standard computer screens back in the day is 60 uh, okay. from TVs and whatnot. So I have my 32 inch uh, 1080 TV, and it's been doing great for you know just playing random stuff like Minecraft and stuff because you you can't tell. But whenever I tried putting something on my other screen, uh, the screen is from like 2012 like it's an lcd that's losing its brightness and all that stuff and i realized that i i just never used that screen it wasn't that satisfying Hmm. so eventually i i said screw it i decided to get this and i don't regret it at all it's pretty nice yeah and uh i was actually against the idea of curved computer screens like it just seems silly you know it's a gimmick kind of like it you know it's it's weird it's like hmm yeah, I feel like it makes sense for an FPS again because it kind of like makes it emulates real life even more, so it it, it builds a better immersion. Um, because as you go, like your field of view goes wider, it kind of like curves around, like the your peripheral yeah. vision. But I can't like again, it's gonna be one of those things where I don't know if curved was a gimmick or not, but then it just boosted up the prices so much that it's gonna take a while before it comes down before I can even think about affording it. Right. 
Uh, this is definitely the low end model. It's not the perfect one that you because some of them out there in American dollars can you know can go between like mm -hmm. four and seven hundred dollars depending mm -hmm. on how crazy you want to be. Oh, this crap. is the budget one that I got for one sixty nine, and after I bought it, they bumped it up to two hundred on Amazon. So I'm like, okay, good deal. What's, on the, mine. what's yeah. the input delay? The the what now? Input delay, input lag what, uh, I, between. I, so there's uh, uh so your standard TV will have anywhere between twenty to sixty millisecond input lag between you pressing a button on your controller and you actually seeing the action on screen, and so for FPSs mm -hmm. that's why people even playing on console, um they run stuff through a, a, a computer monitor because the input lag was so much uh, was considerably less, and so anywhere between one to three milliseconds is what you need. So I was just curious. If you don't know, it's fine because you're not a big proponent of uh, um, uh, FPSs anyways and even if you do play FPSs you're not as competitive as I get so I get pretty uh, anal about like how much that is and whether it's, it fits in my budget because really that's oh. all you need I don't care too much about the colors uh, I, I mean mine, and I'm so the I opposite I, 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 it needs to look pretty for me unfortunately uh, I'm looking at like the information right now it doesn't give that like on face value I'd have to look into it a little okay. bit deeper oh, which is fine. I was just curious it's not yeah no Huh. Okay. Uh, beyond that, though, I uh, decided to spend a little bit more money than I'm usually uh, used to, uh, but I decided that it was a worthwhile thing. Uh, Detroit Animal Control Center, or Animal Care Center, uh, DAC, as we call it, uh, made a big post for all of Michigan to see recently, saying, hey, you must understand that even though Michigan is a no-kill policy state, that doesn't mean that we don't have to euthanize if there's not enough room for new animals to come in and you know it, it went into sad details about how you know uh like somewhere around i think 700 uh dogs had to get put down because they no one would adopt them and there would be another 2000 that would come in and animal shelters have the right to refuse and whatnot and sometimes they just don't have enough supplies from budget reasons right, right. and they're making this uh clear that people stopped donating because they thought the animals would all you know go to this magical ever-spanding land that will continue to have you know food and whatnot until the they finally find their place and it you know it was a bit of a heartbreak because I'm, I'm a big animal lover and so they're asking people donate to your local animal shelters and so uh it, it was weird because i didn't know that my local animal shelter took donations and so i ordered on amazon like they they don't want money i'm sure they do but they can't accept it like that they want supplies essentially right. and so i i ordered a shit ton of dog and cat food litter and all that stuff and i i tried to make it anonymous but i don't know how well amazon slip can do that but it's like you do something like that and you try to make sure that uh they know that they're appreciated you know uh, just my uh trying to put a good chip on my shoulder this week right because uh I, I'm, I'm in dire need of it uh beyond that though i made a mistake i uh i'm not following uh the american president on twitter but of course uh what comes around goes around eventually you find stuff ah he who must uh, not be named i see mm. i will not uh, will, like, ignore the whole tw the tweet itself everybody knows what i'm talking about uh and i made a as glenn goes a what is he talking about we'll fill you in because uh, sure. it's been it's been a wild week Okay. Look at this president's tweet. Uh, anyways, somebody on it started singing Bohemian Rhapsody and lyrics. 
and uh, I made a mistake of continuing it, and I have gotten no less than two to three hundred notifications as people have liked this little chain I became a part of. Like, there's a video somebody made about this whole thing, probably for some kind of, uh, you know, ad grubby site, and I'm a part of that. I've turned off notifications. I still get notifications. I either delete, maybe block t Trump, or I, I have no idea, but I keep getting notifications for, you know, this person liked, Mama just killed a man. And it's like, I just said those, you know, <laughs> those four words. It's like, I appreciate the thought that you guys think this is cool, but I mean, there's a lot of white people that like the song Bohemian Rhapsody and we're going to sing it as somebody else says it. It's like journeys don't stop believing. It's like once you sing a single word, people will pick it Mama. up. They get turned. Ooh, fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, point is, uh, had fun with that. I'm learning new D&D &D mechanics such as uh, multiclassing and all that stuff. Uh, the problem is, though, with D&D &D and multiclassing is if you do it the right way or if you try to metagame in any way, you can accidentally make it, well, <laughs> or intentionally, make your character a little too powerful than what the DM can handle versus somebody, like, a character can multiclass, you know, let's say 12 bard or an eight sorcerer is going to do better potentially than a level 20 bard like mm -hmm. there's just you know with the right combination it sets it up and so i'm trying to find a way to not overdo it but enough to just do it right and it's been interesting and i'm still waiting to see what the uh, ramifications uh, that glenn uh, had warned me about uh sometime last week about uh being blessed by god and then uh choosing to uh sell off my soul to a different god who uh may have different values but uh maybe been doing that what's up oh i said maybe maybe we'll see we'll watch their cousins oh that'd be great <laughs> uh when the traveler and the raven queen are trav or cousins yeah when the when the true neutral traveler and the lawful evil raven queen are the are supposed to be dictating your life maybe you're gonna get some mixed signals about how to go about doing things <laughs> i'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun okay oh that's that's fair that's <laughs> fair i don't need any good in my life because i have full uh and i think that's been pretty much it for uh my week what about you though nick um busy this week has been busy um so i talked about the fashion course i'm taking and it's specifically about uh focused on textiles and sustainability and i was gonna say this um in regards to you and donating to your local uh, animal shelter tyler um uh if you have unused like linens and like bed sheets and stuff Take them down to your local animal shelter because they'll more than happily like accept it, cut it up, and use it as padding for uh, the pets and stuff, uh, like for where they them. So that's one way to like make sure that at least uh, you're not just chucking away. Like even if it's torn or like a little stained, doesn't matter to them. They can just clean it still and then you know use it as uh, bedding. Uh, I'm gonna say a towel with a ketchup stain on it means nothing if it helps keep a dog warm. Yeah, so um, that's uh, one way you guys can don't care uh, color recycle or make sure that uh, you know uh, things that you're not gonna be using go waste um because it's a big problem and basically the planet's dying and it's okay i'm just here for a good time that's basically the philosophy i've taken i'm taking away but no we're gonna plan a uh, event at the end of the semester so sometime in november or december um and we've got 20 people uh in the class and i don't know how we haven't decided on specifics yet but it's hopefully going to be a big event and i'm going to make a push for event director um event uh, organizer because it's a shit that i love i love logistics and figuring out like where people go and stuff so um yeah i'm excited for that um recently found out that my uh graduation plan might have might be disrupted um just because of, of more 
immigration law rather than school policy. Um, it, it's just more specifics about what I'm allowed to do and what I'm supposed to be doing uh, for my last semester that will allow me to work immediately after or I have to wait while my work visa is being processed. So it's just a bunch of like annoying red tape and like loops that I'd have to jump through and go through before I figure out and come up with a plan. So I have advisor appointments and stuff set up. What could potentially end up happening is that I graduate a semester early, which is not the worst case. The worst case is that I graduate and I have to leave Canada. That's the absolute worst case because I'm not going back to India. I refuse and I'm not going back to the Middle East. I refuse. I'm not coming to the States. I refuse. Um, regardless so of who's in the States. You're going to be an enemy of the state just hanging out in the Yukon? Maybe. We'll see. But um, <laughs> I've got friends uh, in Alaska, which is barely my the My college degree so. <laughs> will smite the moose. Uh, I mean, nobody talks about the amount of incest in Alaska. Everybody makes jokes about uh, the, the South, but, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, no, it's more meme stuff, than a, but apparently there's some, like, uh, truth to that. Uh, it holds some water. Um, anyways, no, uh, here, let's, let us let me stop making fun of American culture. Um, no, so I'm just trying to figure out a plan. I have appointments set up and stuff and see what's going to happen. Um, the one thing that's going to happen is that I might graduate uh, in April instead of August. Um, so... I'm basically some somewhere or the other I'm at the end of the road and it's gonna happen but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens just planning through all of that um, and then I had family visit last weekend and I did mention that last episode but they are it's my cousin from Seattle my cousin from New Jersey and she my cousin from New Jersey she bought her fiance with her it's my first time meeting him um, and I kind of like showed them around while balancing schoolwork as well um, and uh, yeah no that's it my mom's visiting for a month so there's potential oh. for her to just say hi on an episode. I don't think she'd yeah. uh, want to stick around uh, too much, but uh, we'll see see what she's interested in. You guys can uh, uh, question her about my gaming habits and have her make fun <laughs> of me a little bit. Is she like nearby right now? No, she lands uh, on the 11th. She lands in okay. Seattle okay. and then she's taking a bus up here. And then I'm oh, really? LR. Up. Yes. The 11th? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because I'm not, I'm not LR out there in the real world. Mm-hmm. I am LR, but I'm not LR in the real world. I'm LR right. here, right? Uh, I mean, you are apparently to some people. Uh, to you most are, people, in fact, even in the even in the real world, you're called LR, which well, yeah, me no, out. but what I mean is like with with all uh, like. Uh, that's just how it is even at guardian con i just call people by their like their online names because that's who they are now to me and even so when somebody says my friend who i play overwatch with and we sweat our dicks off and i call and his name is coma when i met him at guardian con this year and he's like oh i'm like yo what's your name he's like jason i'm like nah fuck that you're you're a coma he's like yeah i prefer coma too so um it's a weird thing um we had a brief conversation about this uh but it is a weird thing but we are a video game podcast. Oh, sh- yeah, we are. Let me um, check. But yep. we've had. Yes, I, we are. I, I feel like we've had a good amount of discussion. Um, Glenn. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the games you played this week, I wanted to ask at TwitchCon. I know they would have set up like gaming stations, but did mm-hmm. they set up like gaming? Like, is it like a like packs where where uh you had a chance to try out games that were going to come out soon, or there was some devs showing off like up and coming games or like 
betas or demos? Uh, more that. Um, I didn't get to try any of them out just okay, because I was busy enough there. going to panels. Yeah. Okay, that's had, cool, They though. did have a whole big, giant booth for Sea of Thieves where you could meet the creators and a bunch of other stuff. That's but awesome. most of it was either, like, esports teams or, like, yeah. devs showing off new yeah. games that'll be coming right. out. Right, because, uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a heavy focus on, like, the Twitch, like, the like, act TwitchCon, the Twitch Rivals event for Apex mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I know one of the organizers. Yeah. So I would imagine after, like... Coming back, you were just itching to get back on your computer again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you what you hop on to for three days? Um, immediately, wow. Um, oh. and also League, wow, and League okay. are kind of my go tos anymore. Um, but and so that's what I've been playing. As a result of that, recently I started working on my like mining profession because I had neglected it harshly. Um, but then also, uh, I heard from a friend yesterday that Dauntless may not actually suck because uh, everything I've heard about this game is that it was supposed to be this huge world. And it was supposed to have forty thousand concurrent players. It was supposed to like beat Ark, you know, as far as like a map because it was like yeah. half of Wild the Card Ark left killer. and made you know basically a pirate themed and more of a real world thing so you could sail and customize your ship and it was sea of thieves and arc combined and which was really cool and then they went from 15 or 16,000 players around the startup and had such a problem that it, now they're down to about 2,000 per day um, but they've been doing a bunch of like content releases and patches and just doing a lot of work trying to get that out and it's only 30 bucks on steam and the biggest thing and this kind of relates to a little bit of what we're going to talk about later is that they're they're allowing cross play between steam and xbox um so Um, microsoft and steam have come to an agreement on that and so that may be you know right influencing what we're going to talk about later but i thought that was really cool partially because my buddy is a huge xbox guy so he's got a nice he's got that one x um so he it was like really really jazzed because it's coming out the 8th of this month and uh so and i and then but i can play with him even though i don't have a one x that may you know have a harder time with it so yeah those are the games i've been playing recently so i got back into them working more on trying to get into competitive form on league of legends too so dauntless um has been free to play for the last two years two and a half years while it was still in beta and then Mm -hmm. they eventually left like beta and now they're officially launching and it's Mm -hmm. basically a free to play like well now it's not free to play anymore but it's basically monster hunter um Mm -hmm. but like monster hunter light Uh, but But with still pretty in-depth customization like it's not it doesn't yeah it's not like a bargain version of monster hunter it's its own thing but it is essentially like if you had to compare it to something monster hunter it has its own systems its own set of customizations its own skill sets and the other thing is that it's uh the developer is phoenix labs phoenix labs is a vancouver-based company okay yeah nice um and so one thing i've been thinking about recently is actually just sending emails to all the different devs here just be like can i see your studio I just want to see the yeah. studio. I don't even want. I, I honestly, I don't even want to work for the gaming industry necessarily. But I just want to see their studios because we've got Bandai Namco, we've got EA, we've got Phoenix Labs, we've got the Coalition that does Gears of yeah. War, Bioware, Bioware, Bioware. Are they here or Montreal? Oh well, they they're dead anyways. Do, doesn't think, matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, we have a lot here. Um. So I'm like, I just want to go around and see these people. There's even a studio here that works with the. Uh, uh, 343 to do halo and i'm like i want to see your studio i because yeah. i love halo but uh yeah no okay cool it was one of the coolest things that my friend told me about dauntless specifically is that like the game itself if you just like sailed from one side to the other one side of the map to the other because it's just got a multitude of servers within all these different quadrants mm-hmm. um it mm-hmm. would take 24 hours of real time sailing to go from one side of the map to the other so it's just this massive massive uh game so i don't know right. i'm really 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 interested in it now so <laughs> may hear more about that in the future for me okay i lost my train of thought i was thinking of something 
Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, oh, I completely you got derailed blanked there. real quick. <laughs> I mean, what, you guys, what, what did you guys play this week? Like, I told you about what I played. I mean, I'm assuming Nick wants to save, uh, and I say this in quotes, the best for last. No, <laughs> let me let me go now because I talk about Destiny enough. Uh, but Shadowkeep uh, dropped, and I got a chance to like casually play and casually grind through it. Um, I have friends who've already hit kind of like the the new level cap. Um, and I'm so I'm just waiting for them to just start complaining about how they have nothing to do after grinding out a whole three more months worth of content in like uh, less than a week. So I'm just excited for that. Um, they made a few changes. One thing they're focusing on right now, which is going to be interesting, is an evolving world. Um, so uh, they've introduced a new destination. And so for this season only, so up uh, for the next three months or so, uh, there are going to be events and activities that you'll be able to play, but only for these few months. And then after that, they're not going to be there anymore. And so they're kind of building it up uh, week by week, all slowly unlocking different things and different quests so that you feel like you're having a direct impact on how the world's proceeding um, and how the story's proceeding, kind of. Um and they've added some new... They're trying a bunch of things. They've re-optimized the armor system. They're trying to give us more of an in-depth kind of character building. They've added universal ornaments that works like the transmog system, but you don't have to, like, sacrifice any equipment necessarily uh, to make uh, your character look like however you want your character to look like. So I'm excited <laughs> to see where it goes. I've been having fun just doing the PvE stuff. Um, I've played only maybe an hour's worth of PvP out of, like, the 20 hours I've put into Shadowkeep so far. So... Uh, which is hard to believe for most people. Um, yeah. Um, so beyond that, that that was Shadowkeep. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, there's really n- not many other games that are coming out soon uh, outside of... Is there uh, like a, a super big bad that, you know, some of that we can like point a finger at? Yes, or but Or is I, it technically spoilers? Uh, it is spoilers. And I don't want to put out those spoilers yet. Um, okay, that's fair. Because the story... It's the one thing. So we we somebody linked. Um, um, my name is Bife, who's a YouTuber, and he does lore videos around Destiny because there's so much lore in the game that's not in the campaigns. Uh, they put lore in like collectibles that you find and in certain like exotic armor pieces and items, and so you can build up the history of the huge Destiny universe. Um, and so he makes videos based on that because that's theoretically canon. And a lot of the facts have been corroborated by both the first and the second games in terms of some things overlapping. And so he put out a four-hour video on the whole timeline of Destiny, uh, Destiny's world. And it's pretty in-depth and it pretty much reveals who the enemy for this uh, game is going to be moving forward because it's kind of coming back in a closed loop with the whole um, arc with the, the Traveler and the Guardians and stuff. So I'm just very excited hmm. to see where the story goes, but Bungie have made a promise to not do um, campaign-based expansions anymore because they've not been the greatest success and instead focusing on giving the players things to actually do. So the campaign for Shadowkeep ends very abruptly. The story ends very abruptly. Um, like you, you just left wanting more and it's like, well, this is it. Like it literally goes like, this is the enemy and then black screen and then it's just business as usual. That's literally how it, <laughs> that's how it goes. So you kind of left wanting more, but then with the way they've set it up, that's going to carry on with the next few seasons now. Um, and it's amazing because so if nobody's picked it up, Destiny 2 is now free to play. Just give it a go. You get most activities uh, for free. You get to try out a lot of the core game for free. Um, it's amazing. I've heard a lot of bad things about that, actually. What do you mean? No, uh, like, I'd like to... 
I'd like to learn uh, more uh, and talk. Like, I've not heard anything bad, so any bad I'd like to discuss. Uh, it's an unfortunate thing. Uh, we did talk about this last uh, episode with Snaps. Yeah. That we felt like Destiny as a community is probably one of the most inclusive and accepting fan bases you can think of. So what happens when you make it free for anybody to play? Right. Uh yeah, um, you're gonna get the shitters. It, uh, you're gonna get the Fortnite effect, and yeah. it, it's gotten bad enough that the Shaq's motivational Twitter account has spammed, "Yo, Guardians, uh, cut the stuff out. You're better than this. You don't curse each other out and call each other, you know, all these expletives. You fight. It's fair. You talk strategy. Have fun." And so, but I mean, that can be said for just about any game, though. That is free to play, so. It's unfortunate I mean, it, that that is the just case. The transition over to going from a you know that you know slightly close knit community goes from that to like anybody can get into it, and people who didn't embrace you know the uh, the destiny uh, unity, if you will, uh, suddenly it's like, ha, you know, get, get fucked, losers. I'm gonna teabag you as soon as I kill you. You know, it's like okay, I mean that's technically one way you can play. And it's like yeah, that's right, scrub. And it's like it, it just a lot of people are talking about how it suddenly turned toxic in the crucible now oh yeah but the crucible is always toxic because i would say every uh, time i played crucible it was toxic i'm i'm but not gonna talk about the crucible enough. because the crucible team is dead and they haven't really done anything and i'm disappointed that's the one biggest disappointment that i have in the game ever um so i'm gonna avoid talking about that but then that's unfortunate because that's one of those things you can't avoid um like you're never going to be able to avoid the toxic pvpers um no matter where you go even even yeah. with even when it was still closed you still had a bunch of fucking idiots running around yeah um but also i do want to commend bungie for not only cross enabling cross save uh moving to a new platform but they did that all in one day and so to have people complain about oh i couldn't get in the service for four hours was cute it's like people because of like people like nick who had the wait 20 uh, like in queue for twenty nine thousand people well i believe uh was what he posted yeah because it like i feel like a lot of people complain without understanding how things work mm -hmm. right so if you're if this if this happened for two days building up to like the raid launch which was on um, saturday morning i could understand mm -hmm. then something needs to be fixed but this is right at the start of a new drop uh servers had just opened up it, it's running through steam now and there's some issues getting in like people have been uh, like wow people wow players have had to deal with fucking hour-long queues because that's just what it was maybe like the game technology is there but maybe the server technology hasn't caught up i'm pretty sure a lot of these people don't understand how servers work right <laughs> you know what i mean so it's just kind of like people that's all people get like the moment something goes wrong people just want to sit and complain and i'm not paying attention to any of it anymore right now mm. yeah <laughs> uh so yeah it's just more around like just people being shitty that's been my biggest issue so far but i've been having fun which is what i think matters and i think it was worth Absolutely. the investment oh, yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if I bought the I bought the digital deluxe edition, which gave me the full annual pass, uh, or at least for the next four seasons. So that was like fifty dollars, and so nice. I'm I'm I feel That's like good. I'm gonna get my money out of it. Yeah. Um, Tyler, what have you been playing? Enough about Destiny. That's a very good question. Uh, Destiny is a great game, but can I tell you about our Lord and Savior, The Legend of Zelda? Now, Nick, quick question, just to yeah. confirm did did I talk about beating the game? last episode because i feel like i beat it like almost immediately after or immediately before mm -hmm. i don't remember 
I can't remember. I think you said you got to the end. At the very least, I'm pretty sure you might have mentioned getting to the end. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to touch on to it then and uh, just say my usual uh, goods and bads. Uh, Link's Awakening was a fun game. It was definitely not worth the $60. It would have been a great $40 game, but that's, you know... Nintendo's rhetoric about uh, all Switch games needing to be uh, $60 versus, you know, uh, the 3DS pricing and all that stuff for something like that. Uh, had a good time. A lot of people are talking about the frame rate issue, which, which I brought up a couple of weeks ago. I hardly saw any problems with it. And honestly, anybody that complains about it just needs to get over it because if that bugs you for like that one second, you see like a plant wiggle at, you know, 30 frames versus 60 frames or whatever. It's like, I'm sorry it's not that big of a deal because it fixes itself sometimes it takes a minute to load shit and uh that's a fun you get to pick uh one or two tunics because in the uh for nick uh they explained to you the uh the game boy version of link's awakening was you know what you get in the game boy color they introduced a optional dungeon you can do called the uh color dungeon because it goes from the game boy the game boy color introduces color and all that stuff and so with that you're able to pick uh either red or blue armor uh red does double damage blue does half damage now the red does double sword damage and blue takes half of you know anything you receive so my big question for you guys red armor or blue armor if you get an armor that doubles your damage on one weapon or you get blue armor which has all damage you take which one would you go for more damage always more damage you seem like you seem like uh if i get hit that's my fault and i'm a scrub mentality oh no i'll get so hit it's like more i don't more, care more i just DPS. do more damage yep. kill them before they kill me fair enough <laughs> what about you glenn what do i you think, think blue because you, you can only hit one thing kind? at a time but you can be hit by multiple sources that's quitter talk true survivor talk well, baby well, <laughs> true i wonder which one a speedrunner would use if, if if they had to get the armor because they it's optional, so you can skip it. If you were a speedrunner and doing all the dungeons included the color dungeon, do you think they'd go for the double damage to clear bosses faster or take half damage so they don't die and have to restart? I, I, I think they'd take the damage because then they'd be able to kill bosses quicker. Because the thing with speedrunners is they know ex the exact pixel yeah. where to stand to avoid all damage so yeah. uh, at that point like taking half damage is is irrelevant right, fair enough. uh the one thing i want to say is because they translated the boss fights from a handheld game to the switch and they made a 3d version of it like they made it look realistic but it's still the same boss fight mechanics right it's laughably easy and it's very upsetting like so fucking upsetting like <laughs> there's no difficulty to almost all these fights there was one fight where essentially there was four holes two on the top two in the bottom and a monster mouth would come out and they just pull back in and it's like okay so i just stand in the i could stand in the corner for a half hour he won't do any damage to me because he just sticks his head out of the hole bites and goes back in so you pull his head out using the hook shot and you slash at his neck which has you know that glorious weak spot and that's the fight it's like five swings in and it's done and it's like i don't feel threatened and like even on the the final boss fight which you know shocker is some kind of shadow nightmare uh moon's haunted it wasn't that <laughs> uh the moon's full uh <laughs> shit sorry that, fuck, that fucking meme it i it, there was a moment where it looked kind of hard for a second but then it just turned laughably easy i guess like uh it has like four different stages and you get an item called the fire rod which you can use indefinitely there's no magic meter so i just sat there chucking away at my fire rod and it would just damage the boss because he couldn't reach me and just it just felt like there could have been a little bit more difficulty to it that i would have appreciated 
but since they're going true to the word and glenn are you holding magnificently still yes you are because i saw yeah. the reflection <laughs> in the mirror yes i had to look in the mirror and see something and i'm like oh. anyways uh other than that it was good it was a fun game i uh there is like hero or legendary mode where you can play where you don't get health back and all that stuff and i don't want to play with that bullshit okay everybody's looking at me and laughing what's going on here do i, do I get a oh no 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 nothing you're good keep going did i do something where i said uh escorts again because no it's just that glenn did the thing where he's doing right now and then you weren't you didn't <laughs> oh, notice and then, oh. but i noticed so yeah yeah and you noticed and uh. i noticed so okay yeah uh so yeah link's awakening had a good time probably won't go back to it anytime soon there's a dungeon where uh thing where you can make your own dungeons a la super mario maker style nice where they just give you that's cool they give you squares that you can put around you can rearrange like the eight dungeons into like some kind of custom thing problem is though it gets boring there's really not that many benefits which kind of sucks because it sounds like a cool idea make your own zelda dungeon hell yeah, yeah. but uh there's not as much uh, options as you'd like like right. it'd be cool if like super mario maker if a super zelda maker where you you, know, you put these enemies exactly right here there's this puzzle you put right here that'd be cool as shit i'd like to think but them's the breaks uh anyways other than that i got to play a lot of games on my switch which included uh a indie game called nefarious where you get to play as the bad guy in a uh, Mega Man style game if you will and it was uh the combat is questionable it, you, know, it, you know it's like baby's first uh, combat game platforming though is good it's average but it's good but the storyline is fucking fantastic and i just i like the level of comedy it does have that uh the boring trope of uh instead of rescuing the princess you're kidnapping the princesses right. so you can make a, a giant princess powered death ray uh, <laughs> oh, thankfully boy. thankfully the princesses are self-aware that this is just an annoying gimmick and they're actually given like five star treatment at the you know where Forever. or they, they they wanted to be kidnapped because you know they didn't want to be where they were anyways so like they're trying to make it seem like it's okay that you know uh they're not giving women agency in this game but it's an indie game and you know they don't go too far into it so it's a good game i uh picked up let's go pikachu i got the last gym badge and i am just entered the uh, indigo plateau nice like after putting it down for months at a time it's like i'm finally gonna beat this but then i stop being passenger so i probably won't touch it for another you know yeah give me I an might, update next year i might do that before i finish uh before we pick up uh sword and shield uh just finish uh, off let's go eevee at least beat the elite four at least you know so justify the purchase kind of because yeah, it yeah. just feels like it was a game it was a game we appreciated but then we went eh, and then it just kind of came and went real quick yeah i don't know what uh, it was other than yeah. Other than that, though, I played some NES games because anybody who has Nintendo Online has a bunch of NES games, which included uh, Link to the Past and Super Mario World. Beat Super Mario World. That was fun. But I also beat it using Star Road, so it wasn't as nice, you know. Took all the secret entrances and all that to get to the boss and all that stuff. And uh, that's that was pretty much it for video games for me this week. Nice, nice little uh, diverse spread. Yeah, um, and I and I do agree with um, Link's Awakening. Like I wish it was cheaper um, because then I definitely pick it up. But what are you gonna do? You know, uh, like a Nintendo game, Nintendo first party game after four years is gonna be like four dollars off. Uh, most other games would be at least twenty five to fifty percent off after four years. Um, right. Sure. That Nintendo premium. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're going to move on to the modular segment here, and it's a question penned by uh, yours truly, Glenn. Yeah. 
Uh, the question I just thought really fun because we kind of like talked about like who we would play if we thought we were characters and something last time. I thought, and this is a little akin to another question I play. I just like to change things a little bit just because I like to see how the answers differ. So the question is, if there was one universe, a game universe, some sort of mythos, whether it's film, television, anime, movies, games, whatever, that you could switch for actual reality. This isn't like going into I, a world trying to escape. This is if you could make this world reality, what would it the world be coming, and why? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you want I, the world of Borderlands to exist? That sort of thing. Yeah. I would like to make a prediction right now that when you say game, movie, anime, etc., the Nick's answer can fit all of those categories. But hey, what do I know? I was going to say, I want somebody to guess my answer. Well, uh, does it feel like I uh, bullseye that one? No, actually. Pokemon! Oh, yeah, I, I was going to guess, yeah. You and me. Yeah. That, that's what I said. Oh. oh, okay. No, I you did the finger guns, and I'm answer... like, some sort of like. Uh, no, what? Okay. <laughs> look, what? You think Destiny? Destiny, Destiny is ugh. a game, but it doesn't have a movie. It doesn't have an anime. Guess what does? A fucking Pokemon. It's got fan made movies, and it's got an anime opening, so checkmate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why why would you choose Pokemon? I mean, even if the answer Here, is obvious, like, like like give us the bullet points of why that would be first one the immortality. Ideal world for You're you. always ten years old, no matter how much time <laughs> progresses. But you would never like get married and have kids. Thirty years later, you still fuck, like a ten year old kid. What the fuck do kids matter when you've got bride? Pokemon? What is a kid gonna matter when I'm riding my Charizard to glory after beating the Elite Four and then wiping the floor of that region's champion? Who's gonna wanna? Who's gonna stand in the way of that? No one. But like, I would love for my son, you know, or daughter, to be able to like, like, work with the same Pokemon that I did when I became the champion of the Indigo League. No, there can only be one Pokemon master, and that's me. Well, I mean, but then you eventually like retire. No, because I'm but immortal. He's a, an immortal ten, yeah, ten year old. <laughs> <laughs> like he retires only so he can go to other regions to become the Pokemon champion. <laughs> then it, it's like uh, that one fucking picture of. Um, where people joke about when uh, D&D campaigns uh, go to oust a, uh, a, a vampire. I don't remember what the image was, but well, the context, but it shows somebody walking down a stairway with a fucking torch saying, where the fuck are you, Dracula? You owe me money. It's like, <laughs> I imagine you coming back to a region after you were champion. You're like, who the fuck's in my seat? Get out. <laughs> shoot, shoot. But uh, no, like the Pokemon movie, uh, the Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu movie was uh, like kind Bad. of like solidified like that fantasy of what it'd be like to, you know, live in a world with Pokemon and kind of like be a Pokemon trainer because that's like I think out of every game I've played or every book I've read or everything that I've done that involved a mythical world of any kind Pokemon is the one that always left me the most like curious that's a that's a world that I fucking daydream about and I have been for a while right so like it with without a question in my mind it'd be the Pokemon world with all the goods and bads that come with it with all the god like Pokemon and all the Pokemon are being treated as pre- uh, prisoners and team uh, rocket yeah team rocket yeah yeah can you imagine like fighting the mafia and if you just win in a single battle they give up (laughs) 
I mean, realistically, what? the thing would be like, imagine though, like when you put it in a real world context, then you'd have Pokemon tailored to like your profession. And then so you'd have a Greninja and you'd be sneaking around rooftops and shit, being like a spy and going around into other places. You know how fucking yeah. sick that would be? Yeah. Right? Or you're going like, around with would, a healer what, type. Who would, uh, who would James Bond's Pokemon partner Ex- be? You know, like would, that sort of thing. Who would James, who would Dave Grohl's Pokemon partner be? Oh my who God. Would, uh, like, Wouldn't it be that speaker guy who has the speaker ears in the mouth? No, I think he needs somebody more metal. Like that's just his somebody being loud, but Dave Grohl needs somebody more metal. But like that that's the kind of things like you know, yeah. like that's what I think would be fascinating. Like that's the yeah. kind of nerdy shit that makes me like really like fucking excited. Yeah. Cool. That's a great answer. Tyler, uh, are you the sure. same or uh I mean the natural answer would have been yes because I uh I'm not sure if it's a just a deep and that fear or what but when you think of all the cool things you'd want to go to there's also the attached dangers that come with it so it's like i could say you know i'd love to be in something you know like a populated breath of the wild post credits but it's like there's still fucking moblins out there that will fuck you up and it's like if i'm gonna be the uh the wagon driver <laughs> like my real life prof- uh, profession to deliver uh you know wheel parts to people uh i mean uh, i'm not worried about hitting deer i'm worried about something you and know robbing me by coming on horseback yeah and you know or i see a, you know, a line on my lock eyes <laughs> yeah it, like can you imagine trying to like as a real person you're just trying to drive 15 miles at 15 miles an hour so you know it's just taking an hour but during that hour you see so many hazards that could kill you at any given moment because you have you know cool i I got this cool ass like i'm not gonna gonna throw the shield at the thing no (laughs) no thank you pokemon you can live a normal life but you can also choose to have additional effects from it that isn't crazy I was thinking of stuff like the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of thing, but it's like, well, those movies are cool because there are superheroes to protect humans from supernatural threats. And it's like, if I take away the superheroes, likewise, I take away the supervillains. So I don't have to worry about get fucking <laughs> dusted so I can, you know, shake hands with Peter Parker. It's like, yeah. I'm good on that, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to be lame. Pokemon is close enough of a safe answer that if I could, you know, do that, but still, you know, try to live a normal life by our standards, yes. I thought the um, uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, universe would be cool too, because like I, oh. I was a big platformer, and so like being able to explore all those different galaxies would have also been really interesting. Um, and uh, but you know, to like level with Tyler as well, which um, there are your like threats and like good sides to it so i just find like a nice peaceful planet and settle there no man's sky being li- being able to live in like a universe like no man's sky that would be lit that would be insane because for the most yeah. part it's not super hazardous you just have to avoid the hazardous planets and the like just uh, avoid sand- pirates yeah that's Space it pirates and don't piss off animals yeah. you know or be on noxious planets for too long <laughs> so, so it's like just live like you live here and you'll be fine in no well, man's sky and yeah, no man's sky too like even if the pirates find you you just you just go in a straight line long enough and they just don't chase you anymore. Yeah, that's it. Cool. I win. I love awesome. how you guys are like fantasizing the, uh, fantasizing the pioneer life as this cool. This is, must be what when uh, the film producers started making Wild West films to make them all young you know, glorious and whatnot. It's like, 
No, that that's not at all how that was for them. I'm pretty sure it was, you know, fucking <laughs> miserable. But yeah. Unless you have wanderlust. If you're you're a person with true wanderlust, you're just gonna enjoy that that travel from place to place in the solitary. No, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have wanderlust, Nick? Sometimes I do. I enjoy like exploring new places on my own. Like I wanna go Do you like exploring desolate force? Come hang I mean, out in LA, man. Yeah, as, <laughs> as long as um uh as long as I have my music, I'm okay. Um, and I'd like to, like, again, I'm trying to, like, make my friend get their American visa so I can drive down to L.A. because that'd be tight. But then nobody wants to fucking do it and it's pissing me off. Because I just want to do the drive because I think that'd be a nice drive down the coast. Down the PCH? Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Down the PCH to the 405 and you take the 5 south across to the 405 yeah, and the yeah, 101. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um, the world California that I talk. would I be scared. invested in, I think, uh, in being... would They're kind of in the same vein, the things that I... I mean, this is... You could probably guess, but like Dragon Age or um, uh, Elder Scrolls or um, or the D and D, just kind of like that that classic high fantasy mythos. Because I know there's dragons, there's necromancers, there's demons and devils, you know. But there's also, you know, I like to think that I wouldn't just be me. <laughs> I'd be like, no, of course, a guy. Yeah. Who is a, a you know somebody who can do something to affect yeah. that and that that sort of you know that I guess that should have been included in that and you would be a part of it so if you chose to have the MCU be like a real thing you would be a superhero you know like because obviously mm. if, Tyler, if you could of, be a superhero like if you had to make up your own not who like if you could be a, an existing one but if you could like that's I feel like that's a good question we should save that for another segment because that's really good <laughs> if you could I make yourself a superhero if you could like have a you know superhero with a superpowers set of superpowers usually being honest with that actually reels uh, reveals a lot about your personality so if we do that we're going ready. deep <laughs> you guys still haven't done the I interview mean, episode with me yet so you know yeah. oh my gosh okay yeah, we'll, we'll do uh, okay we'll have to get Hello, to everybody that. and welcome to the casual <laughs> interview of uh glenn yes uh <laughs> so let's talk about sony sony never heard of them. the greatest company on the planet yeah uh speaking of being like uh wanderlust trying to go on their own voyage by themselves in the middle of a desolate (laughs) technological force uh sony made a uh a a big boy jump Mm -hmm. Uh, you know all the babysitters are so proud of them like all the teachers are like you know gold star to you nick uh you're the host i just took it away my bad no 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 that's fine um Basically, oh, you, boy. Sony Sony's been testing uh, crossplay uh, for for a while now in few select games, um, and crossplay crossplay has finally come out of beta, and they've basically said it exists should the developers choose to use it. Um, and this Amazing. article from Engadget uh, specifically says, over the last 12 months, games such as Rocket League, uh, PUBG, Dauntless, Paladin, Smite, and Realm Royale have enabled PS4 crossplay with other consoles. Xbox One and PC gamers will be able to face off against their PS4 buddies in the new Modern Warfare later this month, too. So it was a little bit of a dated article, uh, but that's what the beta was like. Uh, so there'd be a little symbol when you l- log into like the queues um, of a like a PC tower or an Xbox symbol or a PS4 tower a uh, PS4 symbol or I think mm-hmm. I can't remember if it showed the consoles specific consoles or it was just a controller I think it might have been just a controller but uh, yeah cross crossplay was enabled and um, 
how does what what do you guys what do you guys think about this? Because Sony's been um, very staunch on not working with other consoles, like companies that make consoles or other platforms specifically. I think that that is a sh- a plan that will backfire on them. So I am very very happy to hear because I've been a Sony boy my whole life. So um, from the original PlayStation all the way up to the PS4, I, the only thing I don't have anymore is my original PlayStation because we sold it when I was a kid. So I've got them all out there. I've uh, been a big fan of like their you know i know there are a lot of exclusive titles like halo and some other things but i feel like sony's done a good job with certain platformers and they've i think they've been the most consistent with making sure that indie developers have a chance to make things outside of pc as far as consoles go so i'm happy to see that they're willing to collaborate at least a little bit it was kind of like when so when they when they kind of gave up writes a little bit to the marvel to bring to let spider-man come in so maybe that opened the gate for them to understand hey we can make a lot of money (laughs) and our fans will thank us because they will be able to play with other people it'll make us look good you know and our sales will go up so i don't know i feel like it's a great move for them Hmm. now i'm trying to think personally what kind of games that are uh multi-platform that i would have wanted to play with other people like obviously destiny would have been probably like the one to come in mind but uh last i heard the destiny fan base on xbox isn't nearly as big as the other two uh, does that sound right nick or is that uh something that i wouldn't know no that sounds about right given that um with because of activision so their prior partnership with activision um forced bungie to have uh exclusive content on ps4 okay uh so g- games i would have thought that would make this cool and i actually doubt this would work out this way minecraft if i could play minecraft on the ps4 and it's on the same software update as somebody playing minecraft on the xbox one in the same update would we be able to play it together the answer is i doubt it but yeah. it would be cool as shit if we could and uh just uh nick's like mm, why do you know, why do you maybe. doubt it because i f- just don't feel like uh most times when uh developers maybe uh mojang is a little bit different because you know they they got buku butts but uh some builds uh just don't make the the proper clearance with certain uh platforms okay mm. like uh like for example uh terraria you know obviously it's out in pc they had to do a different build for uh playstation 4 and xbox and they're doing yet another different build for the switch i presume uh same with stardew valley Stardew Valley has its own completely different platform on Switch that's having to go through a different process with uh, like size and whatnot. So there's a good chance that maybe the net coding for that would make it harder for them to hook up with somebody who's playing Stardew Valley on, say, the PS4. But obviously there are, you know, big guys with uh, fuck you money, such as Modern Warfare, that would be able to capitalize off right. something like this. I just wonder if there's some way to make it easier for, uh, not as, I don't know, maybe give some more leeway for people with net coding, but at the same time, that opens up uh, the possibility of security issues with the, you know, being hijacked and whatnot. Right. Um, I mean that that is a that is an issue that has plagued uh, Fortnite. But then, um, Fortnite was only Xbox, PC, and um, Switch. But I'm but I but I think that there was Sony crossplay. But I don't know if it's Sony and Xbox together at the same time. So it's hmm. it's it's good because it unifies uh, communities. Um, and so as I said, it's now up to the devs if they want to use it. Um, the the issue being that. It's not going to remove exclusivity 
which I don't think is an issue specifically. Um, what is an issue, and I don't know if I mentioned this over the last few episodes, but it was recently announced that there was a small part of the new Modern Warfare that is going to be exclusive to uh, PS4 for a year. There's one specific Aww. game mode or one section of a game mode in a game mode. Uh, which in like, and this is how they try to spin it. It's like you're still getting 99% of the game. It's just this one percent that'll only be exclusive to PS4, which is bullshit regardless, because everybody's paying the same price. So I don't care why even if it's it one skin. Why am I paying more? It was always going yeah. to be my argument. Um, it would be it would be different if it was down like purchasable too. Like only mm-hmm. PS4 people can buy this thing. Only that, you know, yeah, but they're paying the same price. I wouldn't like, like that, but then that crazy. makes sense still because you're not paying more for right. less. You're not paying for the same less price content. for less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other issue is that not not only that it's exclusive for a year, is that by the time that year ends, there's going to be a new Call of Duty game that comes out, right? Because it's just a cycle of games that come out yearly, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I have an issue with, and not necessarily exclusivity, because these are still businesses and they still need to provide some sort of uh, incentive for to come to their platform specifically. Um, but isn't that Activision less than it is Sony? Oh yeah, it's not Activision Sony. So to, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I'm just more mentioning the issue in general yeah. uh, when it comes to like Sony. I think Sony is feeling pressured because they saw the love relationship between Xbox and uh, Nintendo Switch, and they're like, I, I kind of want that. They're like the I want to know the, that. <laughs> hey, it's like Squidward watching SpongeBob and Patrick have Aww. have a good time, <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Bungie also made a big ball move. So when they announced Cross Save, um, this was the let's say they announced Cross Save on a Friday. Um, up until the Wednesday, they had um, Microsoft and uh, you know Steam on board. Sony didn't agree until like the day before or the hour before they made the announcement because because Sony's like we don't want to do that and Bungie's like fine fuck you we're not gonna do that then and so they were gonna go ahead and announce it and like the day before Sony's like okay wait 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 well we can make this work so yeah. I feel like Sony's finally realized that it's not necessarily about like as you said they stand to make money because the moment you open up these things where i've i played on xbox and destiny one for so long and had so many people play on ps4 that i couldn't play with them if this existed mm-hmm. then the amount of people that i could have played with and the amount of connections i could have made would have like triple yeah and it wouldn't yeah. made me want to like leave xbox either right and no. in the same way with them it wouldn't have made them want to leave uh, like the the ps4 it's just i just wanted just to play with customers. my friends yeah exactly <laughs> tyler you have something to add no something uh, caught my eye that was a little bit distracting it's nice that uh kind of weird with this mindset with the whole overall thing that sony is you know finally learning to play a little bit more and we're celebrating that it's usually though the opposite because uh we're celebrating somebody for finally joining even though they should have been from the get-go but that's just a personal opinion i'm glad for them thank you for making the right decision thank you for giving spider-man back thank yep. you for giving us crossplay. <laughs> no i agree with that it's kind of like well you uh, time to stroke my own cock a little bit but it's kind of like when some when i um when i do something nice and somebody's like oh you know that was a really nice thing for you to do and i'm like well uh, th- like are people not doing this for you in your life like these are normal things that i think people should do right and now yeah. i can't i can't sit and hold people to like any standard of mind because everybody's their own but like it's it, i do agree with tyler where this is something that they probably should have started in the beginning and now that they're finally doing it it's kind of like well you know you really should have been doing that but it's it's too late come to on sit. in guys yeah Good it's, job. It's, you finally it, came in so it's uh it's an understandable opinion 
Tyler, but at this point it just add to like any stigma that Sony might face and just there's no no place for that from the community, I think. Uh, or at least yeah. having that reflect on Sony players. Having that opinion is fine. Uh, it's just uh, I, I just hope that people get along to a large part because the vocal like, Yeah, cuz the vocal majority say, is always the most negative uh, minority if that sentence mm-hmm. makes sense. What is it, Tyler? It sounds like mostly what you're saying is like when they did announce that you're like finally. It's not like we're mad at you, know, you still. Uh, it's just like finally you made that decision. Good job, you know. Like I, I want to celebrate for him, but it's, yeah, it's the mindset, you know. Finally, like congratulations. You're the best. Thank you. It's like uh, you, you were the last person to the race and you were dragging your feet, but we still have to celebrate when you hit the finish line. Yeah. It's like when the 42 well, year old I mean, finally moves out of his mom's basement. It's like, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is that everyone wins. Like that's been yeah. my biggest struggle throughout all of this. Like if this, like, it's like you said, the people that you would have played with have been exponentially larger. I got an Xbox so I could play with certain people. You know, I got a PC and because I had the Xbox and I had bought them on there, I could play those games with some people that already had Xbox, you know, like, and so seeing that uh, the ability that like my kids will have where it's like not one of those things where uh, I can't play games with my friends because they have an Xbox and I have a PlayStation that's hopefully not going to exist for them. And so they, you know, I feel like I've lost a little bit from my friendships just because as you're older, you're separate. And one of the greatest ways, in my opinion, to keep in touch with people is to like try and have a regular game night where you spend with these older friends, whether or not it's once a week at once every two weeks, once a month where you play a game you enjoy with your friends to keep up with them. And that boundary, that, yeah, right. That boundary now between consoles will no longer exist and won't hurt the consoles but will actually help everyone so because it's not like it's one of those things where i think instead of competing for customers because it at this point it's kind of like being a nerd i think doing this will not just make you fight for customers it will expand everybody's market and so honestly it's going to be something that's going to be good for everyone so it's just i think it's a win-win-win for everyone you know yeah whatever benefits the customers uh, whatever makes the customers happy will benefit the business in the long run even if it's Mm -hmm. a uh, big investment initially yeah absolutely so that's that's sony and you know some good news for the week uh i think the last piece of news we had was maybe a little sad or upsetting or something shitty somebody's doing but we've got good news i can't remember what the last piece of news is um but we're gonna move on to games releases <laughs> um and we've got a couple of games here that i don't recognize the name of uh does anybody want to take it away or should i just uh start i know uh, none of these so i would be terrible for that cool i know uh <laughs> i know number three and i know number six all right uh that by all means that just means that tyler you should read out the game releases this week okay uh <laughs> could you uh stall for a second uh there's something that's throwing me off here with a little bit of information i just want to make sure that's on the up and up sure um the one thing I did want to say that I forgot to mention um, early on when we were talking about TwitchCon, um, for anybody who ever goes to a con or is trying to network, my biggest advice is, and I and I don't have the numbers to back this up, but just whenever you go to cons, just go to go there to look for people to make friends with. Be genuine. Yeah. Be you. Don't make it seem like you're just trying to like use people. Uh, Push a brand. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah that so was, uh, I just wanted to go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that was one of the biggest things that I was told when I was, you know, you know, especially being somebody who's trying to break into the, the gaming and tabletop, you know, D&D community. Like, it's really, really, and being an actor too, like, you can't become friends with people so that you can use them as a way to progress your career. You need to become friends with people that you think are interesting and then work with them and do projects that you care about with them 
and don't use them. It's 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 and but even when I think about it that way, it's apparently there's. There's street races. That's one rally going on. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a helicopter flying low above my house. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's Man, just even doing it that way. Man, you think it with the top speed of 180. Seriously. But I have a hard time even in that respect trying to... I have to make sure I don't look at people even subconsciously as a stepping stone because nobody should be viewed that way. So, right. no. agreed. I agree with you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, basically, what I was checking for was uh, I saw a, a release date that seemed off to me and compared to what I knew because I'm getting one of these games. Or, I was wrong, but to my benefit, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, games that came out uh, is uh, the first one is going to be Alliance the Alliance Alive coming out for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. No love for the Xbox October 8th. Um, uh, okay. PC is to be determined. Yeah, it's a JRPG um, that first came out in uh, Japan. Wait, is this uh, okay? Uh, this is supposed to be the Alliance Alive HD remastered. Okay, okay. Uh, because it originally came out in 2017 in Japan, 2018 worldwide, uh, 2019, uh, all within three days, uh, Japan, North America, Europe. This is the North American release date, specifically. And it was a 3DS game. It used to be a 3DS game, but now it's remastered for uh, consoles hmm. and Switch. Good deal, good deal. Now, Concrete Genie is coming out on the same day, October 8th. Actually, all these games are coming out on the same day of October 8th, which is kind of weird, but okay. Uh Concrete Genie is, uh, I believe that's actually supposed to be a first party for the PlayStation 4. Uh, Concrete Genie is an upcoming action-adventure game developed by Pixel Opus, a developer part of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Yeah, uh, this is a first-party Sony title. It uh, is indeed. That will, I feel like I heard about this during E3. It seems like it's, uh, a decent game, but obviously I'm a little hesitant anytime I say it's a decent game that's a first-party new IP from, uh, Sony. There's a couple of duds that hit me last time i said that and, uh looks like uh the story takes place in a small town called denska which has been mostly abandoned and polluted a young boy named ash ketchum i mean just ash regular doodles in his regularly doodles in his notebook a groups of a group of bullies steal the book rip out the pages and scatters them throughout the city as ash goes on the quest to recover the pages oh that's Okay, good logic there. Along this quest, he discovers a paintbrush that can bring his creations to life. Ash must overcome the bullies and bring life back to his hometown. Basically, is a non-weeb okay, so. version of uh, Sai from Naruto. Cool. Fair enough, fair enough. And he has to face off against his bullies. I love Sai. But, uh, is he a good character, though? Yeah, I think he is. I'd say at the very I least, he's lawful. Like it, Truth. Lawful, <laughs> neutral, hard. Really? I always I, thought him as more... Well, no, he is lawful. He's just like an asshole lawful, at least in the beginning stages where beginning, he was yeah. in the blunt. Uh, my a, big question blind, is with yeah. uh, totally the side blind, this whole conversation. I mean, does it feel like his character development took a while, though? Because, I mean, when did he make a big break to where he actually had like a, a motion to want to do something I think it went hand in hand Danzo's. with them turning Danzo in. That like that treachery kind of turned him specifically away from that. Freedom at that point i th i don't know i think it's just one of those things where he wasn't allowed to have emotions for so long that he's literally just learning how to do it it's like watching an abused dog understand that it's okay to be pet or be fed or you know something like that but a little more complicated because dogs are a little simpler you know watching him not understand sarcasm or comedy or you know trying to understand what love is that sort of thing I think well it's he learns endearing. love uh, if i understand uh bolto Oh, yeah. Because uh, 
because he gets the sex with Eno. Uh, anyways, uh, Grid is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Shocker. Also on October 8th. Let's just assume that they're all October 8th because, fun yeah. fact. And this uh, Grid is a reboot for the series. It is the fourth Grid game, and it is intended to be the reboot. Nice. Hmm. That'll be exciting. It's a, a well-known uh, racing game. I believe a dirt racing specifically. Coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, the game Indivisible is going to be making its big break, which is a, uh, a role-playing platformer by uh, Lab Zero Games, and it was published by 505. Going to be coming out... 505 what? is familiar. Is I feel like they've done something before. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. They did Terraria. That's why they're so familiar. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I mean, I were they the developer Studios. or the publisher? Uh, publisher I think, specifically. Uh, developers, yeah. developer is RE Logic. But hey, still, still. They helped make it happen. That's fine with me. Yeah, uh, another well, fun one. Uh, Trying for The Nightmare Prince. I have no fucking idea what this is, but it sounds Japanese shit. I'm going to take a guess and say <laughs> it's Japanese shit. And okay, uh, results are in. Oh, do you want me to actually check to see if it's. Uh, Japanese this shit? Uh, no, I have it up here. It actually doesn't look like it is. Uh, no. Uh, this looks like a, uh, a platformer with uh, a lot of, uh, it looks like D&D if it was a platformer. Kinda does. Huh, that's pretty cool. Uh, multiplayer too. It's it's called a 2.5D game. That's what they're calling it. So it's, oh, nice. it's a side-scrolling 2D game, but it has depth to it. So it is, uh, you could... Nick, this has online co-op. It, it does. It does indeed. It kind of looks awesome. It, this looks looks fucking cool. I wish I... <laughs> there was actually a four-player game in, uh, in uh, at the arcade I used to go to where you got to play like a mage or a sorcerer or a fighter. And like you get to choose a class and it was it looked very similar to this. I think we should look into this game. This looks like a, I, a fun game. It does. I am uh, okay. in agreement. It looks Let us uh, talk about this later. The last game, which is the game that I'm excited for, and I got pre-ordered specifically for my wife, is Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, which, uh, for those who don't know, it's by the Rare, the or the you know the new group from Rare known as Platonic, uh, the people that made Banjo Kazooie in the original Donkey Kong games. Uh, this is the sequel to their uh, their love child that they made. Uh, Almost, uh, I would say less like a year or two ago, like it felt like it came out pretty recent. And the fact that they have another one coming out already is uh, very impressive. But, but we are talking about the future. Nick, let us talk about the past. All right. So for this day in gaming, October 7th, uh, we've got four games on, well, three games on the list and one company on the list because I thought this was interesting. Uh, but Tyler, I, and I'm going to ask you again here, but because you put these two on the list, do you want to tell us about the first two? Sure. Uh, happy birthday, uh, happy third birthday to Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U, which is, uh, denotably regarded as the worst Paper Mario game in its entire series for many reasons. Uh, the most big one is, I believe it's the only game to make you do battles, but it doesn't give you experience to level up anymore, which is fucked. Which, you know, it's a, it's a RPG game that you don't level up anymore by battling in. <sighs> a bunch of other problems, and... People hated the toad searches for the those kind of games. And the... Oh, gosh. <coughs> Mercy. I'm caught in my throat here. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, you're good. Uh, the other one, ha happy birthday for uh, 2014, making this game five years old, is Alien Isolation. One of my favorite uh, horror games. Came out on uh, PS3 and 4, and then uh, Xbox 360 slash 1, and then the PC. Uh, one of my favorite games, uh, developed by, remember, it was published by Sega, but, uh, the Alien Isolation game is one of my favorite horror games for sure. Have you guys ever messed with it before? Don't touch horror. <laughs> 
And you know this uh, because you had to hold my hand through Dead Space 3. What happens if I hold your hand through Alien Isolation? No, no this just sounds worse. Because I knew Dead Space 3 wasn't as scary as the first two, and I could only play 10 minutes of the first two. Like, at the moment, like, literally, the first one opens up with you in an, or the second one, with you in an elevator, and you're just, like, minding your own business, going up an elevator, and then the whole thing stops, and there's aliens that try to burst through the doors, and I'm like, I nope the fuck out of there immediately. Nope. Yeah. Nope, that, that's the first one, very first scene. Yeah. Uh, the second one starts with you being trapped in a stretcher. Someone's trying to free you, and uh, you see his head get uh, poked right through from the back of his skull, and then you got to run while uh, in a straitjacket. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, I got uh, a little further in the second one because it's not the gore or like the violence that bothers me. It's purely being fucking terrified that bothers me. So yeah. Yeah. The ambience of that those game series and the jump scares is yeah. second to maybe two or three, but like they do a damn good. Alien, Alien Isolation is similar to that with uh, the jump scares and whatnot, but the big problem is, though, uh, the enemies are so much stronger than you, like the androids and whatnot. The, if you've ever seen an Alien game, those androids can really mess you up. Okay. And it, it doesn't help that in this game, the alien in Alien Isolation is immortal. You can't kill it. And if it catches you, you die instantly. So it's a whole process of trying to make a bunch of progress while this fucking alien is just slithering and trying to hunt for you when you're hiding under stretchers and stuff it's 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 spooky right yeah but what about these other two i think this is pretty much your territory at this point so in 2012 black 2 and white 2 pokemon black 2 and white 2 um got their north american release uh so that's what seven years now seven 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 years years old um so They're happy the only birthday. Pokemon game I haven't played. I I love those games. They were pretty good. Um uh, they were part of the games that were quintessential to me completing my uh, Pokédex um up until a certain point. Um and then the last item on this list is a company called Moonshot Games that formed in 2009. Now I tried to do some light research and even with light research it was very difficult for me to find out when the company disbanded. Um but I put this on here purely because this company was formed by 3 four former like breakaway bungee employees that are like i we want to do our own shit so they formed their they, they formed this company and then they put out a game called fallen frontier which was a 2d side-scrolling shooter uh no uh i don't know if they put it out but it said it was announced in march 2011 and they put out a game called third eye crime um yeah which is a puzzle top-down stealth kind of uh, mobile game um so yeah, just happy birthday to them. I hope they're doing okay. Feels bad that the company yeah, disbanded. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um because one of the guys his name is Michael Bastion. He was a uh producer for uh the Master Chief collection. So it seems like he went back to um um what do you Bungie? call it? Uh not Bungie, no, because Master Chief collection was taken over by 343. So he went back to Microsoft. Mm. Um seems like it. Mm. So I, I hope they're doing okay um because it is a volatile industry. But that's it for the show, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Um Tyler, where could people find you? You can check me out on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word, two times Tyler. Glenn, where could people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitch at Raiseth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H. I'm ready to roll with the number two and roll as in roleplay. And on Twitter at Glenn Houston, but it looks like Huston. But pretty soon I'm going to have all those swapped into Raiseth, so it'll be easier. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can find me um, on 
Twitch and Instagram at LR11. You can find me on Twitter at LRD11, spelled out. You can find the show, Casual Master Quest, on a bunch of places. Um, you can find us, you can reach us through email, casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. And on Facebook and Instagram at Casual MasterQuest, just type it out and we'll be there. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Luminary, and any other place you might find podcasts. And yeah, do we have anything else to add? Anything else going on before we end up here? Tyler. We, did we hit the D&D? Oh, right. Yes, we... I, it's it's new, so I like I should probably just list it out here just in case. But yes, we have a D&D podcast that we've launched called Casual Quest Masters. And it is up <laughs> to episode two as of right now. Episode three coming yep. out soon. Um, we're having a ton of fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, the three of us, including uh, Brandon, uh, who's uh, um, who's who's very dedicated visually on stream, at least to his character. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's everything. Uh, any last words before we close out here? I think this was gonna be a fun talk, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what Sony has in store for us. Uh, for guys uh, who were confused at the very end of the the show, this is episode sixty eight because we did sixty nine earlier for the last episode. Yes, um, and if you want to know why, you should go and listen to that last episode uh, because it's one hell, yeah. hell of an episode. But thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, that was Tyler. Uh, that was Glenn. Yeah. And uh, I'm Nick. Lr whatever you want to call me uh that was episode 68 and don't forget to never stop the grind be safe have a good week bye i love you take care bye i, I, I love, love you more uh, hmm. i love you most ah the intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.